Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I've got yet another amazing interview. I feel like the value that has been brought to the podcast this year from our guests is just really something I'm so grateful for and proud of. And my team has worked really hard to just infuse the podcast with so many different voices, so many people with different experiences and perspectives. And, you know, I just, I regularly am on these interviews thinking like, I can't believe this is my job. (laughs) Anyways. And I just thank you guys for being a part of that because you're the reason that we keep doing it. So Today's guest is certainly no exception. Her name is Miranda Grigor, and she is the founder and creative director of Moonstone, a design studio that helps entrepreneurs find clarity, calm, and confidence in their business through through strategic branding and web design. Miranda is a highly skilled problem solver and intuitive creative with a knack for pulling the chaos out of your head and spinning it into a clear and intentional plan. She recently located her home and business from the city to BC's beautiful Okanagan Valley, a bold move that she believes saved her from burnout and inspired the most aligned chapter of her career to date. So I don't know that I've ever had a branding expert, specifically a branding expert on the podcast, and especially one that like is totally an aligned entrepreneur, <laughs> totally understands the importance and the power of energy behind what we do. And just the number of times she talked about how intuitive a process branding needs to be and how intuitive a process it is for her and for her clients and bringing, you know, all of the goodness, alignment, (laughs) uh, just side of things into helping people get really clear on their messaging and then communicate that very intentionally within the decisions that they make in their business um, was just something I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to talk about on the podcast. It is a a topic that comes up all the time with my clients, um, you know, just really nailing down not just for their audience and for their clients, but most importantly for themselves, you know, who they help, how they help them, and what really makes their business special and unique. And I have clients that, you know, have been in their business for quite some time and they're still nailing this down or it takes some recalibration every time that they have a bit of an up level or they're going to the next level. It's been the exact same thing and the exact same process for me. And I personally, I'm not the branding expert by any means, but I personally in my own business have, have allowed this to be like an unfolding, like, uh, I see myself as a channel for the work that wants to be done through the aligned entrepreneur through my business. And so to have that mirrored back to me, with much more of an expertise from Miranda was just a really humbling experience and something that I'm so grateful to have had her on the podcast to just communicate with people from a place of so much personal experience and success in her own business. So without further ado, here is my interview with Miranda Gregor. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a business and manifestation mentor for modern entrepreneurs who know that deep down, there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the next level success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality that I desired, I went from teacher to 20 and 
$130,000 months in just two years in my online business. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe that you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to The Aligned Entrepreneur. Thanks so much for joining us today. I can't wait to chat with you. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, just from what we've chatted about already before I even hit record, I can just tell this is going to be an aligned episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I've given my uh, audience a little bit of a background on who you are, but I would love to hear from you. Yeah, who you are and what it is that you do as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so I am the founder and creative director at Moonstone. Uh, We are a branding and web design studio for small business owners who are seeking clarity um, and alignment in the creative process. And my personal background is in graphic design and marketing. Um, But I kind of stumbled upon that path accidentally. Um, before I was, before I went to design school, I was a journalism student who didn't want to write or interview people as much as I just really wanted to lay out magazines. So, um, I kind of learned the hard way that I was in the wrong place, uh, but I stuck it out and worked a little bit and went back to school to focus more intensively on design, which is where I really started learning about branding. And that's what Mm -hmm. I've been doing ever since. Amazing. I'm excited to talk to you because I don't know if I've ever had a branding expert. I'm pretty sure I haven't on here. And I do feel that it's really important. (laughs) Um, And especially coming from someone like you who understands that, you know, it's so much about like there's a holistic side of all of it, right? The the messaging behind what we do, the what we leave people with. And for me, the way I've always described branding, and I'm not an expert at all, but it's like the way that I view anyways, branding within my business is how, what people, yeah, what people are left with in terms of my commitment to them, what I can help them with, who I am as a business owner. I mean, I have a personal brand, obviously, and so I guess this would change, but what, how do you relate to branding for your clients or how do you explain it to them? Yeah, no, you got it. Um, Branding has a lot of layers Mm -hmm. and a lot of people might say that your brand is your logo and your colors and being consistent, uh, which is part of it. But before we get to any of that visual stuff, it's like you said, it's um, identifying who you are, what you do, who you do it for. Mm. Um, And then what makes the way you do it unique and valuable? And you would be surprised how many business owners struggle to articulate that stuff, even when they've been doing their thing for a while. Um, so, on, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on, go on. So, um, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, part of our process and how we explain um, branding to them is about it's about just that. Um, what kind of impact do you want to make on your customer? We really try to 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 drill that in. Like, who is your customer? How are you making their lives better? Um, and what specific emotions do you want to evoke within your brand? So yes, um, color palette and typefaces and all of that is a super important part of it. And I love playing with that stuff, but 
it's so important to go through the process. And what you're kind of describing is the, the process of the strategy, which is about becoming clear and confident about who you are and being able to share that mission in a way that resonates with the right people and gets them excited and starts building connection. Um, because that is really what makes brands memorable and successful. Yeah. And you said um, you'd be surprised, but I'm not surprised at all because it's actually a conversation I have with many of my clients, even people who are already, you know, hitting six figures in their business. They're often still looking for like, you know, not just how to communicate their message, but how to become so clear on it for themselves that it becomes easy to create content around. Because I think that if we don't have clarity, then we can't possibly communicate clearly for other people in all the places online where we create content in a way that really leaves them with something. So how do you see messaging versus branding? Like how do you, because branding typically I think is seen through, like you said, like logos and colors and fonts and stuff like that. But what I'm hearing from you is like, it really is about so, so much more than that. And it definitely encompasses uh, your actual message as well. And how do you like sort of marry them all together? Yeah, so developing messaging is often a part of the brand strategy process. Um, we love to identify sort of what are your values? Um, what's your point of view? Um, so we ask all these questions in the beginning of the branding phase mm -hmm. that may not be, uh, they may not lead to exact perfect um, like marketing copy. We can do that. That's kind of a separate service. But in the beginning, we're kind of laying all the foundational work so that, um, like you said, when it comes to writing those key messages for your brand and communicating with your client, it really takes the guesswork out of it because you already know sort of, it's like having an outline of an essay before you go in and like really fine tune every sentence. The brand is the outline and it's a foundation and then all of the messages and even, and then the design and everything, um, even where you show up on social media, all of those decisions become quite clear because you go back to your strategy and you're like, um, you know, what kind of language does my target audience resonate with? Okay, well, I know this, this, and this about my target audience because we already did that work. And so now I can eliminate sort of some of this clutter in my head and make more intentional decisions and connect with those people in a more meaningful way. Yeah. And I love hearing you talk about that because I know that you are, you know, you bring a lot of energy work and stuff like that into your business that we're going to talk about. And I feel like so much of this is skipped over by a lot of business coaches who are more about like manifestation and all that kind of stuff, and which I definitely am. But I also know that even for my clients that completely understand that it's all about your energy and your mindset, you still need to have the tools in order to have the clarity that then provides for, you know, that confidence in the actions that you're taking and the results that you're producing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, so I am a Pisces sun and a Virgo rising. And I always say that those two sides, like the Pisces side can seem very, um, like, energy, energetic, um, like very sensitive and intuitive to energetic alignment. And then my Virgo side is like super grounded in process and strategy. And I always say that like those two sides are what kind of have helped me become the business owner I am. And you're so right. It's so important to, to blend those two things. And you're also right. I've seen this too, that there are a lot of different coaches out there doing kind of one and not the other. And I really do think that you need both of them 
to connect yeah. with people in a meaningful way. I totally agree. And it's not, I mean, I think some coaches just really specifically cover one topic uh, or, or you know, excel in one thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, except that like, you can't be kind of ignoring the strategy and the how-to part in light of the energy side of things, right? You do still need to like, because I've seen people whose alignment and belief gets wiped out because they don't actually have any clarity around what to take or, or what actions to take or how to communicate with their audience, who they're even talking to, how they help them. So I'd love to back up a little bit and um, ask you about the evolution of your business, because I know, you know, you have a full service agency. What does that look like? Where did you kind of get started? How long ago was that? What has it, what has the unfolding been like for you? Yeah. Um, so it's super interesting that we started like diving right into the energy and process side of things yeah. first, because that, that is kind of woven into this story as well. So, um, for the last several years I was freelancing. Um, I kind of dabbled in freelance in-house and agency work. I kind of did it all in the first couple of years of my career. Um, and I moved around a little bit. Um, but for the last several years, I was freelancing and I knew that I was offering way more than the traditional freelancer. Um, I had just, I'd done so much and worked with so many teams that I understood branding and marketing from a wider point of view. And I knew I wanted to make a bigger impact on my clients than say, just delivering pretty logos. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was kind of pulling people in to help me behind the scenes or, referring my clients to other experts to make sure they kind of got that full experience and the support they needed. Um, and the feedback I kept getting from clients was that they were so surprised at how much more value they got out of working with me than a traditional designer. And I think it was because I care so much about the strategy and also my background in journalism and communications. I just wasn't capable of like not copy editing <laughs> yeah. their stuff and yeah. almost like coaching them through some of their business decisions and inviting them to tune in with their energy and their intuition. So um, anyways, I kind of always knew I was going to start this thing, this the Moonstone thing eventually, and the timing just never quite felt aligned. Um, and then one day last summer, the name just hit me. And as soon as that happened, everything just started to fall into place. And that's like what I mean when I talk about intuitive branding, it's that like inner knowing right. of knowing of like something just feeling, it just elicits this emotional response where you're like, oh, that's it. I got it. I'm on the right path now. And then things just yes. flow. Yes. And it feels like, like this is something I'm meant to bring to the world or that was like meant to come through me almost. Exactly. Exactly. And it was getting frustrating because I was like, I know I want to make this change, but it's just not sparking for me. And then it was just like, you know, just trust the timing, trust the process. And when it sparked, it was like wildfire and I haven't stopped since. And it's been, it's, it's every, it's so crazy to think how much has changed in just a few months, but like also how much it stayed the same. It's really weird. <laughs> What do you mean by that? I just am like kind of doing a lot of the same stuff I always did, but with a different, from a different, with a different lens, I guess, um, you know, knowing now that I've got other people to support me and that everyone knows that because before I was pulling in these other people to help me with some projects, but 
it wasn't as noticeable on the client side. It was kind of behind the scenes. Right. And just the sheer change of like going, running my business with my personal name and changing that to an agency name or a studio name, like that just, it changed our brand positioning dramatically. And so um, a lot of new opportunities have come out of that, which are really amazing. Like, you know, being invited on a podcast or to speak mm-hmm. at events and all of these things. But it's like the work that I do every day hasn't really changed that much. Right. Right. It's just you're like playing at a higher level. Like, I, I think that that's the thing about scaling your business is that a lot of the time the physical work doesn't change that much. It's not like you're having to, like, I've grown my income without, I don't feel like I'm working harder than I was before. If anything, it's less. And it's the same work that I was doing three years ago, but it's just, there's, there's just a bigger intention and energy behind it. I feel anyways. Um, Yeah, I agree. And I think that's something that I love people that people are talking about and being transparent about and inspiring other people, because mm -hmm. it can seem like such a terrifying and monumental thing to branch out and go after those things that you want. And it can become so overwhelming for people that they just get stagnant. Um, But when you start to take those steps and do those things, you look back and you're like, it was just a journey and it was organic. And if if you're kind of doing it from a heart-led place, you're going to probably be okay. Right. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. Because I love that you're saying where, so when you say being led from a heart, or sorry, Going from coming from a heart-led place, is that like an allowing of the unfolding of this transition that you made and kind of like a like you said, trusting of the process? What did that look like to go from a personal brand into an agency? Yeah. So I I feel like it was trusting the timing. So for me personally, and this isn't the same for everybody else, but for me, that was not rushing it. Mm. Um, I originally was like, I'm going to launch my brand in the fall. And then (laughs) I actually talked to my astrologer who's on the Moonstone team. She does astrology readings for all our clients um, to help choose launch dates that are in alignment with your goals. And she was like, no, you're going to launch like six months from now or whatever, like several months from now in the spring. And I was like, okay, that actually feels so much better. And again, kind of the same thing with the name. It was like balancing these things that you should be doing from whatever preconceived notion you have of how business works. And then (laughs) kind of throwing that out and checking in with how you feel and what does it feel like? And does it feel sustainable? Does it feel good? Does it feel aligned? And it's a really hard thing to explain because you do really just have to trust your own knowing. And if it feels hard and forced, I don't think Mm -hmm. it's right. I agree. I totally agree. I just heard something this morning that was like, whenever there's force behind what you're doing, even if you can produce an outcome, it always like you lose it or you go back to where you were before. Like it has to be something that you're becoming, not something that you're forcing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I mean, I also really believe in working and, you know, like delivering the best experience you can. And like, and I, you know, I, I hate to use this word. I know you don't like this word, but like hustle, it's, it's a controversial term. And I don't believe in burning yourself out, but I do believe in putting in the work behind your intention. Um, but when things, when you do that too, when you push too hard, um, there's a difference between like really digging deep and forcing and pushing hard. And that's when you 
you start to see signs of burnout. And I've gone through burnout a couple of times and it's something I'm kind of always trying to teach myself to recognize the signs of earlier and earlier. And, and the cure to that for me is like going back to that, that, um, that flow space, like what doesn't feel right? How can I get rid of that? And then just go back to like taking it one thing at a time. Yeah. Not easy for some people. I'm glad that you brought this up because I feel like hustle maybe gets a, a bad name. Like there are so many times even now where I'm like, I really worked hard today. Like there's a, no matter what, there is work that goes into building a successful business. Like I don't care what anybody says, yeah. um, but it's like you said, there's such a difference between my hustle now and my hustle a couple of years ago, which was like filled with lack, filled with thinking that I needed to do more in order to earn more coming from a place of scarcity versus like, I have this idea and I'm so excited about it and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to bring it to light. And that feels enlivening to me rather than draining. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I think having an agreement with yourself about how long you will allow that hustle mm. state, like, yes. okay, I'll work really hard for, for today and tomorrow because I know I'm going to gift myself a long weekend yeah. or I'm going to recharge in these other ways. And I'm not going to neglect my self care completely for the sake of the hustle. And yeah, the scarcity thing is so real and something I'm always kind of dealing with. So it's yeah. interesting that you said that. I, I'm so glad to know I'm not alone. In oh my that. gosh. <laughs> I don't I don't think that that ever completely goes away, to be honest. like I know. I, think, I don't either. As much as I wish it would. I think it's just like so programmed within us that no matter what, like there's still some, I mean, perhaps people really later on, you know, that have been running their businesses for decades I, and I don't want to speak for everyone, but I, I, there's some, you know, multi-million dollar business owners I follow who still talk about going into this place of fear and scarcity here and there, and they just are able to recognize it. That's the yeah, difference. and it, it shows up in a couple of ways. Like it can show up as fear of, you know, not attracting the right kind of clients or getting by and paying your bills, but it can also show up in a, in more of like, um, I don't feel like I'm enough or doing yes. enough or delivering enough. And, and that's really dangerous if you get mm. kind of sucked into that thinking, because I think the most comforting thing to remember when you're in that place is that everybody does feel that way, like you said, and that if we're all feeling that way, then I don't know, it just makes it a little bit easier because it can be really easy to slip into this, like, I'm the only one, especially when we're also, like, segregated right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, and also just thinking that you need to heal all of that stuff before you can be successful. It's just not the case, right? It's just about, like, recognizing it when it comes up and then knowing how to work through it because of that awareness. What does that look like for you? Like when those different forms of lack or scarcity present themselves within your business or your mindset or whatever? So my go-to when I feel scarcity or lack is really um, about gratitude, turning Mm -hmm. back to gratitude. And people talk about this all the time, but it really does work. Like just focus on the things that are going well. What's one thing that went well today? Um, Who's one friend you can reach out to or a loved one? 
go for a walk and recognize something beautiful in your neighborhood. Like those tiny mindset shifts really do go a long way. Yes. And that's what works for me. I agree. It's the simple, the simple things that like our ego temporarily fights because it's like, can't be that easy. <laughs> it's like, and nothing's usually as hard as we think it is yeah. in the moment. Like just take a step back and zoom out. And I agree. This probably isn't an emergency and it's probably okay. <laughs> and like, are you physically okay in this very moment? The answer is pretty much always yes. <laughs> probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're like projecting something into the future or focusing on something from the past. Um, so I want to hear actually, because you said that Moonstone came to you as a name. What does that mean for you? So Moonstone, I'm not a crystal collector really at all. Um, mm-hmm. But the one rock that has always spoken to me and I've bought pieces of jewelry and stuff and, and that I just always felt really connected to was a Moonstone. Okay. And I was just kind of thinking for, you know, it had been on my mind, like, oh, this agency thing, I want I want to like start a studio, I want to start collaborating with other people, I'm tired of working alone. And I just kind of looked down at my hand this one day, and I was wearing my moonstone ring. And I was like, Oh, my God, that's it. it was so <laughs> obvious. Yes. And moonstone represents um, connecting to your intuition. And it's all about inspiring calm. Um, and, and finding clarity and all of these words started coming up for me when I saw it. And I was like, these are the exact words that I get in client feedback surveys about how my clients feel when they hire me. And it just was so perfect. I couldn't, I, yeah, it was amazing. Listening to what you're saying, because for me, I've always, I have an art background. So I think because of that, I like have trust issues around people (laughs) Like, like that aren't me, you know, not trust control issues actually is what it is where I'm like, but I know how to do these things. But in reality, it's more that I'm so intuitive in my business that to go to someone who's more traditional in their approach to branding and then have them tell me that it needs to look like this and that has always just not resonated with me because I'm like, but I need someone who's really going to understand the energy behind this. Right. So I love what you're saying about like letting the process of branding be intuitive. Yeah. It's it's that's why we do the astrology readings as well because oh, so good. <laughs> we treat your business like another person, like a teammate. Right. It's a partner in your life. It's one of the most time-consuming and rewarding relationships you'll have as an entrepreneur. So we we like to think of your business as, um, yeah, like a little being that we're growing and giving a personality to. Mm. And there's no formula for that. Um, I have a really hard time with like cut and dry branding packages that are very right. cookie cutter because it's like, well, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. Not everybody needs the same thing. And and it's really frustrating for me as a designer to see just so many cookie cutter brands out there. Yep. It's also hard to do something really unique and innovative. It sometimes feels like everything has been done, but that's where that strategy piece comes in. Like you right. really need to tap into what is the true essence and let's decide like what is really making your business unique. Sometimes the problem with the brand not coming together is that the business itself is not fully formulated and yes. we need to change some of the offerings or change your goal or change, change your mission. So yeah, it's, it's not um, a one size fits all. It sounds like the, what's coming through for me as you say it is like, it's a process of discovery within each and every client and their business, like allowing 
Yeah. I love that. Um, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, I remember. So do you feel that perhaps for some people where they need to take a step back is like if their business isn't fully formed for them or they're, ha- they're lacking clarity, it might be because they're, they, they've kind of unknowingly created a business that is in comparison to other people's or is like was trying to fit a cookie cutter mold. Because I know for me, one of the main pieces of advice and feedback I give for clients and on this podcast is like, allow it to be yours. Like unfollow anybody who you regularly find yourself comparing yourself to, like allow it to be something that comes through you, not as a result of what you've seen out there, because that's not how you're going to discover your magic. I love that. I, I, yes, exactly. Um, I think it's really toxic the way we are always going to sort of compare what we're doing to other people. It's how we relate to each other, but it borderlines on toxic when uh-huh. we start letting what everybody else is doing influence how we think we should be doing it. And it really robs the world and your, your customers, your audience of your unique magic and we may all have similar careers. There's a million graphic designers and branding agencies out there and, and business coaches, but everybody's doing it and or should be doing it in their own way and adding a unique, um, a unique perspective on it. And yeah, I think that's really, really beautiful advice to to give people permission to just shut off the noise and yeah. go inward and focus on what is it that makes this special and unique for you. Well, I think like your story of coming up with the name for your agency is such a perfect example of that, right? You just looked down at your hand and was like, of course, <laughs> right? But imagine you'd instead been looking at a hundred other agencies and been like, well, what would sell? And like, what to me, it's like what sells is what has your energy behind it. And what more, what, what could possibly have more energy behind it than something like that? That's that personal for you. And that much of like a, just a divinely inspired idea, if you will. <laughs> Yeah. And that's totally what brings the right people to you. Like I can honestly say, and this is what I I think one of my biggest wins as a business owner is that I almost never get project inquiries from people that aren't dream clients because I'm so putting it out there about who I am, who our team is, what we're all about, that it just naturally filters the right fit to us. And we don't have to go through the work of like saying, yes to no clients just because we're scared of not making targets that month. And, you know, like we know the right people are coming and more and more they just naturally are. And the people who aren't meant for us, they don't show up at our door because it's very clear who we want to work with and what kind of work we do because we're being, yeah, we're being authentic in that messaging and, and really putting it out there, what our personality and what our kind of, what our vibe is all about. I love that you brought this up because I was saying this to a client yesterday where like she was sort of asking about, you know, messaging to attract the right people and maybe, you know, not attract the not right people and just how to have her onboarding process. And like, you know, we can talk about all those things, but I'm like, for me, especially this last year, I just got so intentional about who I was ready, like who I was available to serve, where she or he was at in their business. Um, with an expectation that that's who was going to come through. And it literally has manifested its way where like, I don't do discovery calls anymore. I've only got an application in place for like my high level one-on-one. And I just encourage people to message me on Instagram. It's like every single person that has signed up for something of mine has been so aligned without any 
real effort for me other than the energetic side of things and the intention that I'm setting. So I love that you have had the same experience. Yeah, it it really works. This stuff works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it really works. And, you know, obviously like we were saying earlier with the strategy stuff, you're going to naturally learn how to speak to that person as well when you're just fully embracing yourself and who you are. That's right. So. Having the strategy in place kind of gives you a lot of freedom to flow yes. because the the pillars are there. Yes. And yeah, you're not you're not struggling over what types of content to share. Um, you've got those kind of those pieces in place and then you can just kind of like, um, kind of freestyle your way through the, 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 I don't know the way that you, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to go back to something you were saying about allowing for the, the time to present itself when, when you were ready to turn into an agency and how initially, you know, it felt sort of forceful because I have been in the exact same position where this is a personal brand, but there it's been a vision in my head for a long time that it would become not a personal brand. It would become more of like a, I don't know, a brand that everybody could identify with something that was bigger than me. And I was able to finally secure the URL that I wanted earlier this year. And like, it's all in place and ready, but I'm just like, I'm not going to take action on this until it feels like a yes, let's go. It's time now, even though I could do it right now, you know, and switch over all the things and whatever, but it's like, so what did that process feel like for you when it was time to honor the intuitive, you know, the intuition that was coming through, not force it and allow for it to happen in divine perfect timing? Um, that's a really good question. And I think that this, yeah, this is different for everybody, but for me, I the first thing I did when I thought of the name was I, I called my business bestie and I told her and we started talking strategy. Um, and she gave me some really good advice, which was to let people in on the transition. Mm. Um, and that was really scary for me because I'm a perfectionist and I don't love letting people see like my messy art boards or anything that's not fully perfect or finished in my mind. And that's something that I'm kind of trying to let go of because it's not realistic. Um, but letting people into let, let them in on the secret and let them know sort of what you're working on and that this is coming and start gathering maybe some feedback before you even flip the switch. It lets people feel, I don't know. I think that, yes, I can totally understand wanting to move from a personal brand to something bigger and more inclusive, but also people really love the personal intimacy. Yeah. And so how do we not lose that? And that that was a big part of the transition for me is, you know, um, people still, even now that everything's switched over to Moonstone and it's very clear that it's not just me on the team, um, I get the most engagement when I'm telling a personal story on Instagram or totally. showing my face. Like people just, they still want that human touch. So let them kind of in on what's going on. I, 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 I don't, I, does that make sense? Like I think- Yeah, totally. Yeah, I always, don't lose yeah. that personal- that personal connection. Well, I always tell people like everyone just wants to feel like a part of something, right? So share. <laughs> share. Yeah. And it's vulnerable. And yeah. everybody wants everyone else to be vulnerable and nobody wants to be the one to be vulnerable. <laughs> it's so fascinating. But the more you can kind of just like, yeah, let people into your into your world and 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a really it's it kind of is like feels like a weight off your shoulder too when you start just like talking. And the more you talk about what you're doing and what you're working on and what your plans are, the more these things start to happen and other opportunities start to open up that you hadn't thought of because you're just like expanding your your intention. Right. So right. yeah. Right. You're allowing it to sort of take on its own energy. Yeah. Yeah. Letting go of the control over trying to make everything just so, but I think what you said about waiting until it's a hell yes, like, yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So one of the things I love to talk about on this podcast, especially with my guests is like the realness, the real side of business, which can be the struggle, right? Oh, that didn't make any sense, but I think you know what I mean. Um, yeah, like the, the, the struggle, <laughs> the day to day, the struggles that we've had in our business. Um, and you just said it perfectly is like everybody wants others to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to be vulnerable. But in reality, it's like we all need to know that we're not alone in the things that we come up against. And one of the purposes of this podcast when I first started it was to wipe the whole like squeaky clean image of like, oh, business is, you know, I just sort of manifested all of this money and la 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 instead of being like, no, man, like this was, this has been and continues to be a lot. And nobody in their struggle is alone in it, right? I don't know if I like the word struggle, but you know what I mean? So what has mm-hmm. been one of the biggest challenges for you and your business? Um, yeah, it, it's come up a couple times already, but yeah. the, the, um, the idea of perfectionism and fear mm-hmm. around asking for help or letting people in, um, that has been one of the biggest challenges, not only in my business, but in just life in general. Um, but one of the biggest lessons that I learned over the past year was how important it is to invest in myself and my professional development and let people in my process and outsource some things that are not in my wheelhouse. Um, and, and, you know, invest in Uh, ongoing education and coaching. So getting support um, is really has helped with that. Um, But it's still hard. Every time I'm like, you know, I shouldn't be spending so much time doing project management or writing social posts. Yet I really want to have my hands in every pot. Like, yeah, I still want to be editing everything. And it it is it's just it's very hard to let go. Mm -hmm. And kind of prioritize the areas that really need your most focused attention and where you can kind of like let go of some control and let people help you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think like to further the thing about perfection, like I guess probably for what you're doing, it's a little bit more difficult because you are like branding and doing work for people and with people. And there probably is a real desire to make sure your client work is perfect. (laughs) Right. Or like, like representative of how you show up for people. For me, it's like, cause I'm coaching other people in their online businesses. It's actually really helped my clients for me to let go of trying to make everything perfect because I found that when I was doing that, first of all, it comes from lack, but second of all, it didn't create any space where they were able to be imperfect. Right. They thought, okay, well, in order to have a successful business that I want, everyone else seems to be doing it so perfectly and I'm not that. So it's not going to work for me. That is so fascinating. And I, I have always kind of felt this um, this sense of relief when I see somebody else in their business be like, 
own up to an imperfection and be okay with it. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we didn't, we are going to be a little bit late delivering this or we're going to have to reschedule this call because things just got crazy. I kind of came up in a world where perfectionism was encouraged. Mm-hmm. That was design school for me. And, and uh, there was a lot of pressure. Like if we handed in an assignment one minute late, we would fail. Like they really taught yeah. us that the world is unforgiving. <laughs> and that's just not the case. And, yeah. and I think especially now, um, and I credit this to just um, more feminine energy kind of infusing in the business world. Um people are more flexible and are allowing for more imperfection and, and just like acknowledging that this is a journey. Like even your, your, with your coaching clients specifically, like you're on a journey with them for me with my branding clients, like we're on a journey and it's not a straight line. So (laughs) yeah, we might try a concept and it flops and it doesn't work. We're getting there. We're working on it together. It's collaborative. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and it comes back to, you know, what you were saying before about being vulnerable. I mean, vulnerability is just showing your realness, which like everyone is desperate to see in others because it's such a permission slip. Yeah, so it really is. Um, okay, so what are, do you have like a top tip or two for someone that is earlier on perhaps, or maybe looking for a rebrand in their business? Where do you get people started or what kinds of advice do you give to people, you know, perhaps before they've actually hired you? Hmm. Before they've hired Or like, me. sorry, someone that's not at the point of hiring someone yet, but are wanting to do some of the what branding. What can they kind of do? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, well, there's, there's a lot of things you can do depending obviously on where you're at. But one of my favorite tactics is to send out a customer survey to mm. find out where you've added the most value and how working with you made your customers feel and what you could have done better. Um, I personally did this at the beginning of the pandemic when I was still freelancing. And the answers that I got to that survey really helped shape the concept from Newstone. Mm. And that's something I think people can do regularly throughout their business. Right. Um, the other thing I think, I think business owners should just like tune in with themselves Um, we're firm believers as we've been talking about and trusting your intuition. So just checking in, like, regardless of if it's meditation or tarot readings or whatever practices speak to you, um, you can often help uncover areas of your business that aren't serving you. And that might be fixable with some branding support. Um, and that might help you figure out what kind of support you really need and what, what you're doing well. Um, and I also just think that people try to do too many things. So if you're feeling like you need to like, to start getting focused in your brand, you might just start with simplifying your offerings and um, just like niching in on a really specific product and audience. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love what you said about like doing too much too soon. Like, I mean, I had um, like an under construction homepage for my website for like three months that I knew obviously was not what I wanted to be there, but I just couldn't like, it was like, it's all in perfect timing. You know, (laughs) I'm just, I'm not going to have this be the reason why my business isn't going to continue being successful for me if I can't get to it right this second. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or throw up just one page with yeah, like, you know, a brief about you and get in contact with me this way. We have been actually selling a lot of single page websites for people who are new in their businesses. Oh, cool. They're not ready to maybe invest in a full website 
or they haven't fully formulated their offerings, they're still kind of figuring it out. The one page site, it just, it really, it's a more affordable option. It helps you start to figure out who you are and it's just less overwhelming. And it still looks really professional when people go to check you out. You've got somewhere to send them. So, yes, I, I think that's a great place to start too, in terms of actually like developing some assets. It, it can serve you really well. And then you can in the back end be taking your time to really iron out the other pieces and still have sort of something, something kind of polished on the outside. Oh, I love that because I completely agree. Like you want somewhere to send people and it really can be so simple. So um, on that topic, how can people connect with you? What are the kinds of packages that you have available to people? So we have a couple tiers, but mostly what we're doing is um, branding and web design. And we do basic brand packages and then more extensive brand packaging where the, um, the offerings are sort of catered to where you're at and what you need. Um, like I said before, there's no like cookie cutter package. Um, so we really love to sit down with each potential client, figure out what they need, and then it can fit into one of these tiers. Um, and then, yeah, the website thing, we, we offer a single page or we'll do your full site um, and kind of anything in between. And then we also offer all kinds of marketing support. So social media graphics and templates and print pieces and packaging. And so we do a lot of things, but we always start by just talking to you and finding out what is it that you need. And then we build our team from there um, mm. and we build a custom package specific to your needs. I love that. I love what you said. You said you do like an astrology reading for your clients. That's so cool. That is all about picking, yeah, picking kind of like a a birthday for your business or for your your product or your event, whatever it may be. Yeah. So that is super fun. People are loving that. (laughs) Well, that again, that's a perfect example of like, that's something that's so unique to your business, right? It's an extension of you. And it's probably something that really has you stand out for people. Definitely. I, I haven't seen another studio, like creative studio offering anything like this. And I think yeah. um, it's another thing that really helps bring in the right people and sort of yes. repel the wrong people. <laughs> right. Because the people that are very sort of like corporate are like, what do you mean an astrology reading? No, no, thank you. And you're like, that's exactly. cool. Like, you're, you're probably yeah. not. Our, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Whereas someone who's a who is drawn to the idea of an astrology reading for their business is like, totally your ideal client and who is really going to be on the same page with you as you go through the process together. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. Where can people connect with you, Miranda, online? Yeah. So our website is moonstonecreative.co and you can connect with us also on Instagram at moonstonecreative.co. Awesome. We will link that down below for you guys. And I just have one more question for you. What are your top practices, mindset and manifestation practices, or maybe you've got just one practice in your business when it comes to, um, you know, reaching for that and manifesting that next level vision that you have? Mm, Yeah. For me, it's tarot and journaling. Um, I really, I used to read tarot cards for other people a little bit. I dabbled with that. I'm not doing that so much anymore, but I still really love to check in with the cards because not so much that I, I think, I think the answers are within all of us all the time, Mm -hmm. but I love the way the cards kind of point me in the right direction and help me ground into one specific area. So I'll sit down and pull a couple cards and I'll journal Um, and yeah, things just become a lot more, it helped me kind of formulate a 
plan and mm. cut out some of the clutter and it's just it's a really beautiful release so that's that's what works for me I love that. It's so like, I think a lot of the time people think it's this like, you know, mindset routine that you have to do every single day. And for some people that really works, but for me, it's been always been more of like a flow, you know, allowing. So yeah, to speak. the last thing I want is for my like self care or, you know, the things that I do to make me feel grounded and connected to the universe. I don't want that to feel like a chore. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much, Miranda. This was so valuable. And uh, I just really appreciate your time. Like I said, everything will be linked down below. And for anyone listening who is looking for help with their branding, please don't be shy and reach out to Miranda. She's your girl. And uh, I just appreciate your time so much today. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.